Welcome to the Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com and author of the book, Different, The Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution, found at differentthebook.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you joined me. Listen in and get ready. Get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life. A business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles podcast, episode 169, Highly Sensitive Leadership as a Professional, part two, featuring highly sensitive leader, Brian Murphy. In this special three-part series, you'll be hearing wisdom and insights from me, as well as hearing from select highly sensitive leaders in the Business Miracles community who are currently creating more impact within their traditional professional roles, and all with way less effort by applying their highly sensitive leadership skills. Today, I am just so thrilled to connect with Brian Murphy, primary school principal and breathing coach. When I first met Brian, he was struggling with trying to juggle two different businesses and work as a substitute teacher. And it's been truly inspiring to be a part of his journey, to witness him continue to master harnessing his highly sensitive strengths, to develop an ongoing vision of what he's meant to bring to the world, using his leadership skills to move forward as a leader within the primary school division has allowed him the opportunity to create way more impact with way less stress, including since 2019, Brian has been part of the Business Miracles community and highly sensitive leadership training program. And since September 2021, he has been principal of a small primary school in Ireland. As part of this, he has navigated huge change as there has been a large influx of students from Ukraine. The school has grown from having seven children on roll when he first started to now having 34 children, many of whom are non-English speakers. And Brian continues to thrive including time for him to take care of his own highly sensitive needs through swimming, yoga, walks, many of which he shares with the children at school, as well as to be a strong father to his sons and a loving partner. Brian is also a contributing author to my book, Different, The Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution. I am continuously impressed by Brian, and I know that you will be too. Brian, welcome to the Business Miracles podcast. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm so, so happy to be here with you today. And I'm so happy for us to be having this conversation. As I just shared in the introduction, your highly sensitive leadership journey has truly been such a journey. And especially these last two years of stepping into this role as principal, you have just navigated so much change through the pandemic, through the influx of those who are coming to Ireland from Ukraine, and so much more. Where do we even begin 
Is there something that comes to mind for you regarding how you continue to learn to manage your nervous system that has been most supportive for you as a leader within a more traditional professional setting? It's a really good question, Heather. Um, I think when it comes to managing my nervous system, what I've learned in the Business Miracles community is something I can really put into practice on a daily basis. And I'm doing something really as a school principal I never would have imagined myself doing. I think that's a starting point, really. I could never, ever have imagined that I would actually be a school principal. I've always worked in education. I've always been extremely interested in lifelong learning, and I've done lots of courses like we spoke about before but the idea of stepping up and being a school principal would have been so far from my wildest dreams and it's not that I would have oh I wished I would be a principal and I can't step up it's actually it wasn't even on my radar I wouldn't have even considered it and it's funny how it's happened be you know while I've been part of this leadership program and while I was doing the work, I suppose, for nearly two years, I kind of nearly organically became a school principal. It wasn't something I was kind of grabbing to get or yes. I really wanted, but it just kind of meant it was just the next most obvious step from what I was doing. So and managing my nervous system was a central part of that mm. because... There has been so many times in my journey, I suppose, especially in the last two years, where if I hadn't the tools to manage my nervous system, I would have just stepped back. Right. I would have I would have walked away. I would have found an excuse. Now, does it make it easy all the time? Still, no. <laughs> it can still be challenging. There's lots yes. of challenges to come up. Yes. I suppose the difference now is because of learning to manage my nervous system and being more aware of how it works is that I still am able to take those steps even in discomfort amazing so like I can think of the time you mentioned the pandemic because um I first started working as a primary school principal in a substitute role mm-hmm. and I was asked to kind of cover for a couple of months they were school was in a kind of transition and they were looking for someone to come in but they were waiting, you know, there was a role to be filled for at least two or three months. And I filled it, but it was at the back end of kind of the right at the end of COVID where there was still all the mask wearing yes. and all, all of the kind of challenges that went with that. And I, I was principal of the school and, you know, in an acting principal role. Right. But as, as we transitioned out of that, then the, the, op- the, the opportunity to go and actually apply for the job came up and, it was, you know, I was just like, it would have been so easy just to say, no, nah, you know, I'm okay. I just, I'm happy to be substitute. But with what was right in front of me every day, it just made more sense for me to take that next step. And at least, I suppose, show up and do the, and do the interview and, and put my hat in the ring. and But like, show up and give myself more options that way. And it was very scary for me, you know? Um, yes. But, uh, and I was nearly kind of like 
well, I can't believe this has just happened to my, not that I wouldn't deserve it, but it was just something I never expected to do. So, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So here I am now two years later and doing it and, you know, it's still, it still has its challenges, but I suppose um, the leadership program really helps with it. Incredible. I so appreciate that you just spoke to showing up. And it's so fascinating because as I'm having these conversations as part of this podcast series, that is a theme that I am hearing is it can sound so simple, but we as highly sensitives know how profound it is to not just have the thought about doing something or the consideration Mm -hmm. of doing something, but what is actually required to follow through Mm -hmm. and really show up. And so I appreciate that for the sake of just showing up for what it is on its own. But I also really appreciate what you shared about it's not like this was something you were going for, right? Mm -hmm. It more organically presented itself. And that is an element, another, let's say another layer to showing up is that even when it wasn't something that you necessarily planned, still being able to position yourself to say yes. Mm. That's amazing, right? And And that really is a testament to what I've watched and witnessed you transform for yourself as a highly sensitive and empowering yourself to be able to step into this type of position. So then that just makes me think of your day to day now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I shared in the introduction, like you've just navigated so much over the last two years. And, you know, as I know, you know, I know what it is to be in a school and everything is different every day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. Like you Mm. have a plan and yet um, you just never, never know. Mm. So I'd love for you to just speak a little bit to, you know, how do you do that for yourself as a highly Mm. sensitive leader to just manage all those moving parts that come with being in a school? Yeah, well, um, for me, the first step with that is to drop comparison. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain why, because, um, you know, schools are emotional places and there is, you know, a lot of emotion flying around every day in different ways. And there's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And as a highly sensitive person, I know I won't. I won't manage those moving parts and all of those different elements in what would be considered to be really cookie cutter, classic, you know, um, mainstream way of doing it. I just can't. It just, and it's not that I'm trying to be different. It just won't work. Right. (laughs) You have to drop that from start. (laughs) You know, and be like, oh, other schools do it this way. And I'll be like, okay, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, or I hear about school principals 
who like, you know, I go to work and I do not get one minute in the day to myself. And I'm like, okay, well, that wouldn't work for me. Um, I I would just not do that. Like right. um, I was at a, a principal conference and I shared with the group how I put aside no matter what, mm-hmm. 10 minutes every day, no matter how, you know, what's going on. And there's always stuff going on, as you know yourself. <laughs> no, there's always oh, something's happened or just been an incident or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always something. Um, I put aside 10 minutes where I either go to the office or I find a space and I meditate or I just take some time out where I am just, I suppose, I've realized now just allowing my nervous system to calm back down. Yes. Because I, it is, it's very stimulating being in a school. And um I do that no matter what. And I shared that at a principal conference at a new principal conference that I was at in Ireland. And everybody was like in shock. Like literally, it's like I just dropped a bombshell in the room. You know? <laughs> they were like, you can't do that. And like, as in, you could tell, you know, they didn't say those words to me, but right. one, one or two teachers did say, how would you manage that? And especially in a small school, like, because don't you have to go into the staff room with the, with the teachers every day? And I'm like, no, I just, you know, they know that teachers know now that I do it. Like, and I didn't have to, I suppose I could have maybe said more that I, you know, have a, a sign on my office a bit more, but I kind of organically just do it every day and it's just become my routine. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I do. I, but I had to drop the comparison first. And that's why I brought that up first. Because if I didn't do that first, yes. I wouldn't have then allowed myself the space to do the 10 minutes a day because I'd be comparing myself to other principals and be like, I should be working harder, harder, harder every day. Mm-hmm. And the way to solve all these problems is to work harder. Yes. Only because I found the strength to drop comparison. It's not easy, but you find a kind of That's right. um you find it inside yourself to do it. Yes. Um, then you can kind of more be creator in your life of the way it will work for you. Mm-hmm. If it's going to work, it's only going to work for me this way. You know, I need my time, downtime. So that's one thing I do. Um I do a kind of um you know, energy management that you train us in the program every morning prior yes. to work. Great. So I do that every morning. I do either, mm-hmm. either the OFTU or the form to the universe or auto writing. Um, and I, I, you know, ground myself with that. And, you know, I have my weekly plan every Sunday. Yes. For me, that it felt like last year, last year was an extremely challenging year at work in a lot of ways. There's so many different things because of what we were dealing with and um, with new students who didn't speak English and there was a lot going on but every Sunday I found the showing up to that because you mentioned showing up already and I mentioned that showing up to that was just grounding for my week um, so that was kind of like a weekly um, uh, tool that I use you know the the four cues you know to yes. have in the program so all of those things um, really help. And then um, connecting in with the training. So I do that once a week. Right. Um, so I do administration every was every Thursday last year. And every Thursday then I would do a training call, uh, one of my trainings that you have in the program. Yes. But on, on top of that too, I suppose it's just then when you're putting, when you're doing all of that, you're then letting that filter out into your day and having the courage to be a principal every day. Right. To be the person that, you know, everyone comes to or you feel like that, they're like, you're to solve the problems and you have to learn to delegate and you have to learn to 
well, let's look at that later and all of these things. And, you know, just, I suppose, learning to be a little bit okay with a feeling of discomfort on a regular basis. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. Um, so on my day to day, it's just been all of that. And and knowing that beyond behind it all, there is a higher purpose for what I'm doing. Otherwise, it would when when you lose touch of that, it, it can become a very, very difficult job because it, there is so much paperwork and so much bureaucracy with it that it could be really, really challenging if you can't see the higher purpose of why you're even doing it in the first place. For sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, Brian, just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So just kind of want to summarize some of the things that you spoke to because it's just all so powerful. So, you know, first of all, what it takes to master the ability to drop that comparison Mm. and ongoing process for sure. I am like just beyond that you spoke to those 10 minutes and that, it can sound so small, especially for someone who maybe doesn't understand what it is to be in the educational system, regardless of, of country. Yet, as you share, when you went to the conference, it was like dropping a bomb, right? So to have the courage to put that in place for yourself and then the courage to share it, as well as the practice of energy management on a day-to-day and the use of what we refer to in the community our weekly part of intuitive planning. And so I'm just hearing like literally everything you're sharing is a demonstration of highly sensitive leadership, like really taking ownership of your experience so that you can remain connected to that purpose. Because otherwise, like you said, it it could just so easily get lost in all of the more administrative paperwork or bureaucracy, which is again, just, you know, part of more traditional systems. So I just hear you showing up and again, really, really being in that practice of highly sensitive leadership. But honestly, like what I hear when I talk to you and when I'm listening to you is what I really hear is how fortunate the others in your school are that you're doing all of this, of course, in service to yourself, right? And your nervous system, but what a service to the students, to the staff, to the parents. I mean, this is part of why whenever I see you posting on the forum and sharing some of what you're doing and how you're using the trainings, et cetera, my heart is always just so full because it, it just does take so much to show up in this way. So I just give total kudos to you. I bow to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's really incredible. And speaking of the forum, you also have a practice that you started on the forum, what we refer to in the program as a master post of celebrations. Mm-hmm. And I think, really see that as so important and so valuable. How does that support you to have that ongoing post and making it a consistent practice to celebrate and to share those celebrations and be witnessed in that? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, I think I started it maybe 
it could have been March, April last, or like just last term, you know, not a couple of months ago, maybe five or six months ago. I can't remember exactly when I started it, mm-hmm. um, four or five months ago, maybe. Um, and I, you know, I was, I was doing it every day, like one celebration for the day. And, and then there was a lot of actually challenging stuff happening at work and, you know, things were, you know, paperwork and challenges, different things going on, but I was still doing my celebration post. And then I kind of had this weird realization. It was like, oh, I feel actually okay about things. I should, you know, like I shouldn't really considering, but I actually was like, I think that just one reminder every day was starting to really like hit me. And the more consistently I did it, and this is really interesting because I have been doing it during the summer holidays as well, but not as consistently. That's uh-huh. I haven't been as consistent. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, maybe that's why, even though I'm on holidays you know small things are bothering me or you know it's yes. like because but I have been doing it but just not I suppose I suppose I just haven't been as disciplined right as I was say in April and May and June yes and I was you know off I had more time off so it was kind of like oh I deserve to be a bit you know it's interesting how it works and isn't it um, so I suppose what it makes you realize is that even though you're going through something challenging and you are managing something challenging it is all how you look at it you know yes I know people always say that in personal development but it's see I've done a lot of work in personal development prior to joining your program and I always aspired to living I you know the way that a lot of the personal development um coaches and and teachings out there because it's just like living your best life and you know people like Robin Sharma and all of these people and then I realized that actually to live your best life it takes a you know it takes a lot of courage yes it does you know like like I said to you at the very start of the call I could never imagine being a school principal Mm -hmm. and and there are times when I go god it's really challenging but it's like I think yeah, I think maybe somewhere along the line prior to that, I had made the mistake that maybe living your best life meant that everything was always easy every day. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of that going on for me until maybe three or four years ago where I realized that isn't the way it works. That's right. That's there was a right. bit of growing up needed to be done, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh the my celebration God. post yes. just keeps you on track. Gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, despite discomfort and challenge, mm-hmm. there's always something good to come out of it. and. I'll just give you an example today. I was sharing with my partner, Lauren, um, how, you know, this is where comparison comes in as well. Cause we're, we're you know, society tells you, you, you know, you should feel so grateful because you've got such long summer holidays. And I do, I am really grateful. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been completely off because I'm the principal. So there's things I've had to do, mm-hmm. but overall I've had a really great holiday and mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that. But also when I'm at work, I'm really busy, and sometimes it's you know, can be overwhelming. But I'm also serving people. Like I get up, and you're like thinking, "How can I serve the children today? How can I help?" You know, with teaching them what I'm going to teach them, and then I'm serving the school community and the staff by showing up in in a way that I think is the best I can show up, and that's service. Yeah, but then during the summer holidays. I'm, you know, I've had loads of time with my family and it's a huge service to them, but I haven't had as much extended service with people outside of my intimate family, outside of my immediate family, you know? Yes. And then I'm like, you know, 
I I think you know there there is there's a completely different way you feel when you're on holidays, you know. And everybody yes. says, and I have felt good overall, but there's times where you kind of go, oh yeah, I wonder why maybe small little things are annoying me, you know, more than they should or whatever. And it's because I'm not as engrossed with serving out. Amazing, amazing. Um, but as a highly sensitive person, the key for me is knowing when your boundaries lie with service, you know, because I could literally right. be giving and giving and then I would just hit the wall and I'd right. collapse. Yes. So the celebration post maybe keeps me balanced when I'm going through challenges, but also the energy management allows me to be of service to both myself and to others, you know? Amazing. Not one or the other. Like six or seven years ago, I would have been just doing way too much and I would have burnt out. That's right. I'm always aware that I'm always on that kind of balancing it's like it's like on a tight rope sometimes it feels of giving maybe over giving and then you kind of pull yourself back and um just knowing what is possible for you and that's important so so brilliantly said absolutely um I, I appreciate the celebration to like keep you steady and and recognizing like oh, I kind of relaxed around that on holiday, which is such a valuable subject for us as highly sensitive because believe me, I've been doing this work long enough that I see it, you know, and how it plays out for so many. And like you said, oh, I should deserve. And then it actually ends up working against us, right? Mm. And then also what you said about service, which is when you're not grounded in yourself as a highly sensitive leader, you can lose track of boundaries and then it's too much and so often what happens is exactly what you described which is like either i'm providing way 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 more than is actually healthy and supportive for me or i feel like i have to totally pull back and recover but you described so beautifully how that can kind of feel a little empty so highly sensitive leadership is about cultivating that kind of sweet spot right and what that is for each of us. So I just appreciate all of that. I know that as we get ready to wrap our conversation today, we haven't really had so much time this time in conversation, you and I, to talk about your work as a breath coach. Is it breath yeah. coach or breathing coach? What's um, the best it's a breathing education programs, especially for children. That's um, gorgeous. Actually, that. it's, it's great you brought it up, Heather, because it actually really connects in with what you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, yes. With when when you're in such a busy job all year long like as a primary school principal it's kind of yes. nine months of intensity yes and, you know you get your, your christmas break and your easter break but they're shorter than the summer break yes it's this level of intensity and then you get this longer in ireland we get a very you know substantial holiday we have like nine actual weeks you know like about two calendar months you know mm-hmm. but nine weeks off um and like I said, I'm not off all the time, but you have a lot more time. Yes. Um, and you mentioned how then, you know, the service, you know, you feel like there's a sense of just, you know, a little bit of empty feeling there. And you're like, well, you know, can't really put my finger, but, you know, now that we've talked about it, it makes more sense. But it's a feeling of emptiness. But as the, as I'm trained as a breathing educator, this summer in the middle of July, I gave a breathing course to children um, in Cork in Ireland and it just kind of reminded me back that 
oh yeah that that slight empty feeling oh yeah there's no need for that like i'm just here to serve and i will be again and i think the power of it was that i also there was a, a um person came to me who's a who wants to be an elite rugby player and you know he's playing at a high level and he wants to manage his breathing to get to the highest level of that sport and yes. i worked with him so that was really exciting for me because i love sport and what it did was it just reminded me of, the, yes, I do love to give service and I love to help people. And I will again, and I will be doing it again in September. It's all going to be happening again. And I, I, the breathing work helps me to to not go completely kind of cold turkey <laughs> during the summer, you know. And right. um, it's been really powerful for me. So yeah. I, I, I've really enjoyed that this summer. It's so, so amazing. And, uh, you know, and as we we talk about in the teachings and training, it's like such a great example of both and, right? Yeah. And um, and also you recently shared a story with me and I just think this would kind of be a beautiful place for us to wrap if you're willing to share it. If you're not, that's okay too. But how you like worked with one student particularly like and using your breath educator expertise yeah. Yeah, and I was sharing with you earlier, yeah, about the, so I was working with a child, and it was actually through Zoom, and but he was really engaged, you know, for a 12-year-old, he really took it in, and he really listened, and he plays really, um, really high level of soccer, um, or football, soccer, you know, and um, he, he was really, like, interested in, and he had problems with his breathing on the pitch, but he wanted to play better level, and at the end of the program, he just said, oh, um, there's something I wanted to tell you. And I said, well, what's that? Um, I, you know, he said, oh, I was given the option to do an end of year school project at the end of all my primary school because he was finishing what's called sixth class in Ireland before you go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I was given the option by my teacher to do a project on anything I wanted, you know, it could have been dinosaurs or whatever. <laughs> and he picked breathing <laughs> and how, how the technique that I taught him about learning to breathe through your nose and the importance of that helped him or helps you so much and and he did a whole project on it and um I was just amazed like I was delighted and I you know I think all of that is just a reminder of how much it, you know like you know yourself Heather when you help people and when you share knowledge that you have and when they when they then put it into action that's when it really is exciting you know amazing exactly yeah Yeah. thank you so much for being willing to share that I just so love that story because it's just one example and I know there's so many others of the impact that you're making because you have been willing to do the real work Uh, as we talk about in the leadership training program and take everything that you receive in the program again for yourself, but really in all the ways that it's being utilized to um, just, you know, be influential and have a positive impact for others. And I'm continuously impressed by you. And again, the way that you show up We talk about the real work in the program because it's not just about information, right? It's really about application and implementation. You've done that. You continue to do that for yourself. You have done that. You continue to do that for others. And I know that there's just so much more to come for you, Brian. Where can listeners find out more about you as a breath educator and or anything else that you're doing in the world right now? 
Well, as a, as a breath educator, my website is www.yourbreath.ie. So Y-O-U-R breath.ie, um, B-R-E-A-T-H. Um, and um, yeah, and as a school principal in the local newspaper, because <laughs> 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 when we had our wine and cheese night, I was photographed in the local Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All right. I'm going to confess and I'm going to share that I I have been receiving this inspired idea for like a couple of years now, literally, but I just do see some type of business miracles retreat happening in Ireland. Oh, you can so many places you could choose. I can think <laughs> Yeah. I, maybe I'll be calling on you. We'll make it happen. Yeah, no, that would be great. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And you know, like just to wrap up there, um, we were talking about how, you know, I was talking to you about how um, having that opportunity to do the breath work during the summer kind of, you know, grounded me again. And but doing the energy management grounded me, and then it's given me the opportunity then to despite that kind of little bit of discomfort even on holiday yes. time still yes. there um to to really enjoy my summer with swimming in the sea here in Ireland mm. and cycling up the mountains and with going for walks in the woods and and going to the beach we just came back from a camping holiday in in right on the coast here in the south coast of Ireland so um and you know i think five or six years ago I wouldn't have navigated it so well I would have that feeling would have probably overpowered me more and I I still would have taken some action when it came to my physical health but I wouldn't have been so proactive with it and and I'm doing a, a three kilometer swim around an island close to where I live um on Saturday and I've been training for that all summer so I'm excited about that yeah you are living your best life yeah, it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, thanks, Adarius. Yeah, it is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for again the ways that you continue to show up, um, everything that you are bringing to the world as a highly sensitive, as a highly sensitive leader. Thank you for our conversation today, and um, yeah, for those who are listening, we thank you too. Until next time. Thanks, Heather. Thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one -on -one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.